Hey, I'm Brandon Blockstorff here at New York Comic Con 2017, sitting here with Mr. Dave Gibbons, and you're watching Comicsverse. So Dave, you've been with Dark Horse for a good long time now. You've uh, done the originals, which is a uh, spectacular book. What can you tell me about that? Well, the, I was nagged into doing the originals by Karen Berger when she worked at DC, and she was the editor of Vertigo Books there. And she said to me, Dave, you know, you've drawn so many comics, you've written a load of comics, you should write and draw your own. And it wasn't until I had the inspiration of going back to my youth when I was a mod uh, and to kind of recapture the excitement and the feeling of, of those days. So we ended up doing the book at DC in a smaller format, but now we're at Dark Horse and we're going to do it in a, a big album format with a new cover and with extra material at the back, notes and sketches and designs and things like that. And it's great not only to be sort of here at Dark Horse, but also to be with Karen as well, who I've known for 30 years or more. You worked with her in Vertigo too, correct? Or well, I first worked with Karen on a Legion of Superheroes annual. It was shortly after I started working for DC. Uh, and uh, she's a fantastic editor. Um, they put her in charge of looking after most of the English talent, which was a really good, good, good idea, because you know what boys are like when they butt head. Karen's a great editor and knows how to get the best out of people without any threats. Nice. You were part of that big British invasion with comics when they first came in the 80s and everything. What was it like for you coming from England into America, bringing this whole new wave of style and everything? Well, you know, I was of a generation that grew up in England uh, that had read American comics. They started to import them in the late 50s. And I loved American comics, particularly DC comics. I loved Flash, Greenlands and Justice League. And I, I came to the States in the 70s to try and get work. I got the thanks but no thanks treatment. And then amazingly, DC came to England to recruit writers and artists, and I was part of that recruitment. And I very quickly ended up working on Green Lantern, which was one of my boyhood favorites. And I must, I probably worked for them longer than I worked in Britain, you know. So really, although I'm British, my life has been spent in the American comic book industry. What attracted you to comics as a child? Well. I always love to draw and I suspect what it is, you know, like you do a drawing and you show it to your mum or your dad and they go, oh yeah, great. Well, I discovered with a story, they had to look at it for longer than just great, you know. And, and I just always loved that notion of telling a story, making a thing seem real just through words and pictures. And of course, as a kid, if you want to do comics, all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil. You want to make movies, you need cameras, you need lights. So it was an easy route into it. And I just kept drawing my own amateur comics, copying professional comics, until I was good enough to, to do it professionally. Who were some of your starting inspirations when you became an artist? Well, there were several British artists, a guy called Frank Hampson, who created a character called Dan Dare, who's probably one of the most successful and popular uh, British characters. I love Jack Kirby, I love Steve Ditko, I love Joe Kubert, Will Eisner, I love the mad guys, Wally Wood, w w Will Elder, um, that, that whole thing. I also liked, uh, I mean, I loved Superman as a, as a character, so I loved that whole school of, of art as well. And mainly it was the artists who worked for, for DC. Um, and I, you know, I really always have a, been a DC guy. I always thought their comics, always, there was just something about them that looked special. And so it was a huge thrill to eventually get to know these people, to get to know an editor called Julia Schwartz, who edited The Flash, The Green Lantern, Justice League. 
and to become friends with these people, it's like you have to pinch yourself sometimes to think that, you know, how did I get from the middle of England in the English countryside to working for a, the comic company in New York? It's been an amazing journey. That's awesome. So when writing, say, the originals, and you're now doing writing duties and art duties, how is your mindset different when you're approaching this? Well, you know, to begin with, I had no idea when I was a kid that you would have a separate writer, an artist, and particularly a separate writer, artist, inker, letterist. So I always wanted to do the whole thing. When it came to break into comics, it was much easier to get work based on my art samples because you can immediately look at a piece of art and think, oh, the guy can draw or not. It's a bit harder to evaluate someone's writing skills, but I always... I always wanted to write as, as, as well. I, I'm a very story-orientated artist. Some artists aren't, aren't orientated towards story. They're, they're more about spectacle and the drama of the picture. But to me, it's always been about story. So I'm in that kind of middle ground between writing and drawing anyway. And Watchmen was uh, one of your biggest successes in your career. What is it like for you seeing the success that still carries over today, like still seeing your work so strong and profound in the comic book industry? Well, I mean, it's great. You know, I mean, we, we obviously had no idea when we were doing Watchmen that it would have this longevity. We thought it would be a series of comic books. It would sell, then it would end, then you'd find it in the back issue bin and we'd move on and do, do something else. So it took us completely by surprise. And it is amazing that... 25 years after we did it there was a movie and then obviously the the book has been continuously in print and there's all sorts of different versions color versions oversized versions uh, and and it still seems to be a lot of people's initial step into graphic novels you know if you you go in a comic book store and say where do i start they'll say watchman so yeah i mean it's just wonderful as somebody who loves comics to have kind of made a mark like, like that and have a place in the history of it is a wonderful thing. You were mentioning that uh, The Flash and Green Lantern were some of your favorite characters growing up. Who, who would be your favorite character to be drawing? Or who is somebody that you haven't gotten to do that you would love to do? Well, um, you know, I, I like drawing the Watchmen characters mainly because they are my, my design. So I made them characters that I liked to draw, you know. So they're, so they're always fun to do. I, I, I love a lot of the, I like a really well-designed superhero costume, like the kind of Green Lantern costume is a real classic. And of course, the granddaddy of them all is, is Superman. He, he was the one I first grew up on. He's the one who's, uh, I draw my own adventures and I make my own Superman posters. And even before I could draw figures properly, I could draw that Superman S. I'd, I'd figured out how to make that work. So yeah, be Superman, I guess. Would you ever consider writing your own story with these characters to write and draw? Well, um, I, I, um, I did get a job writing Superman and Batman at, at DC on the strength of a, a story that I wrote and drew for a small magazine that wasn't specifically about Superman, but you could tell that it was who he was meant to be. Um, so I have, in a sense, I, I have written and drawn Superman. And of course, I did write the Green Lantern Corps for several issues, and I drew a few of those episodes. It's a funny thing, though. I, I love to collaborate. There's, that's one of the wonderful things about comics. And, you know, there's an expression that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. If you've got a good collaboration, stuff comes up that you never would have thought of on your own, you know? So uh, I, I really love that collaborative side of it. Nice. 
And when it came down to you drawing the Watchmen characters and creating them, what was your mindset? Who were you taking it after? And what, what made you create the definitive uh, image of these people? Well, I don't know that I was designing um, after anybody. I, I wanted to make sure that all the costumes and all the characters, their shapes, were all very different one, one to another. Not like the standard American comic book where all the characters are kind of the same, but one of them has a moustache or another one has long hair or something. So I wanted to make them very distinctive characters. Um, and so th th there is, uh, there is a, a, a variety. When you draw Watchmen, there's a variety of things to draw. You're not just drawing spandex all the time. Um, and I suppose what I also wanted them to have a kind of almost a theatrical, operatic kind of look, sort of a slightly, slightly dirty, slightly creased, slightly grubby kind of feel to them. You know, just like, you know, you see the cosplay people walking around here and you, 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 your costume gets grubby pretty quickly and dirty and stretched and, and I wanted them to have that kind of feel. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking your time to sit down with us and everything. It was good seeing you, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. You're watching Comics First. Check us out at comicsfirst.com.